0: Welcome to Game. Hey guys, and welcome to GT Live. Oh, it's T Series, everyone. I don't have a microphone to like kind of eat today, no. <laughs> <laughs> to, to just like ar, ar, ar. ASMR. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, do like the finger tappies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's actually really soothing to me.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to this covert episode of Tea Series. This is Stephanie and Chris, whoa, coming to you live. Matthew is actually out of town. He's in New York today. um, So he's traveling, he's doing a little filming. And we decided that we just couldn't go another week without spilling the tea. So we're here. And I'm fulfilling a GT Live dream of mine today by hosting my own Stephanie's Tea Party. <laughs> we got, you got your cup?
1: I got my little tea here. I got a
0: bigger cup. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a bowl, um, but, not, but not in a drug sense because that, that would be inappropriate. This is just a bowl that contains hot water right now. I'm about to put tea in it. Um, a normal bowl. <laughs> I've always wanted to, uh, to have an actual little tea party here on GT Live and Matthew's always like, bah, bah, bah. Actually, that's not true. Matthew would probably do this with me, but today I get to do it with Chris, and he and I get to, to, to gossip. It's going to be real fun. It's going to be fun. It's going it to be, be like most stupid. days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except, for, except instead of over there, Chris is going to be here. There's probably just going to be less general anger and like hair shaking today, but other than that, it's going to be a normal T-series, and we're excited. And Matthew also took his big microphone with us to New York. So that's why we don't have our big mics here with us in front of us. We actually just have our, our little lav mics. Little doodads. Matthew stole all the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So are you excited?
1: I'm really excited. I'm, I'm on TV.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you just hosted GT Live Live.
1: That was fun. From funny.
0: VidCon. Which was, how, how was it?
1: That was awesome, but that has like the element of being on stage in front of a live crowd, which is always just really exhilarating. It's hard not to be just the most hype when there are hundreds of people just staring at you.
0: Are you one of those people who gets really excited about like the idea of performance or do you get really anxious and stressed out about it?
1: I think I get anxious right up until it happens, and then I couldn't really tell you what happened while <laughs> we were doing it, but I know that's I was having fun. That's the way it looked. Fun. It, it, it
0: <laughs> looked like you couldn't tell what was going on up there. No, I'm, I'm kidding.
1: Well, well, well yeah, that would have been accurate. fine.
0: okay. Um, actually, you feel the same way, and I, I used to get like incredible stage fright. From, uh, like, even just standing up in front of my class. Or, like, I used to have to read aloud. Did you have to re- ever have to read aloud in English class?
1: Oh, when you did, like, Shakespeare and stuff? Yeah. Mm, yeah.
0: It was the worst. I used to get, like, incredible anxiety about it. So much so that I would, like, anticipate as we moved around the classroom. I would anticipate, like, three or four people before me. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to read. <laughs> and I would get, like, sweaty. It was awful. It was, like, you, you just... Ooh. Yeah, maybe you like didn't want to sit next to me in high school cuz I was always just really nervous about speaking, <laughs> and drenched in sweat apparently. Um, but actually as an adult, it's gotten like so much better. I'm actually I get really excited about stuff like GT Live Live. And so VidCon was really fun. I was kind of like I was kind of like nervous about it before before I felt like maybe you and Jason really knew what was going on. <laughs> but then once once you explained it to me and then it actually made sense. Then I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And it was. It Yay. was awesome. <laughs> so we're going to talk, talk about VidCon. We're going to talk about GT Live Live. We're going to talk about like, just some of the stuff that happened at VidCon, general impressions. And then we have like a whole slate of stories. It gets gossipy. We're going to do a little Shane Dawson. We're going to talk about some weird stuff that Instagram and YouTube are doing. It's going to be really fun. First of it's all, on the paper. it's on the paper. Yeah, we have paper to tell us what to talk about. <laughs> um, but first of all, I think we should talk about what we're drinking. What are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking tea because I I am not usually a tea human, but I have nothing against it. And I s- and I saw you got this like fan tea, so I just kind of went for one not knowing what it was. It's called Weekend in
0: Singapore. So this is amazing. I actually have to shout this out really quickly before we move on. And and if you're listening to this as a podcast, you won't be able to see it, but I'm going to totally promo my favorite tea brand in the world, which is TWGT. It's, it doesn't even exist in the US and like you can only order it online. It's kind of crazy. Um, and this is like the, maybe like some of the best tea in the world. And there was an incredibly sweet and dedicated and amazing and gorgeous fan who gave me not one, not two but three big TWGT gifts at our meetup at VidCon they' are, like the packaging is amazing it's gorgeous when you order it it comes like gift wrapped in this like amazing super thick wrapping paper <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those where they like really lean into the packaging and then like, it comes in like Ooh. these gorgeous boxes, and you open them up, and it's so colorful. I know it's, it's really got amazing. More
1: gorgeous boxes. Yeah, more gorgeous
0: <laughs> boxes inside. You like don't want to throw anything away. These are so amazing. Here, smell it. It smells unbelievable. Wow,
1: I expected yeah. to smell plastic and cardboard. That is not what happened.
0: No, and <laughs> you smell something else indistinguishable. Um, but it's like this is incredible. So I just. I'm going to be drinking this here. We're going to be drinking it every week on T-Series from now on. And so I also wanted to call out like how ridiculous the descriptions of these things are um, because they're crazy online. So this one is called Weekend in Singapore, and it's described as a tribute to the Garden City. This exquisite black tea is embellished with tart red fruits, a fragrant hint of anise and notes of sweet caramel yielding a complex bouquet, a voyage of the senses. Yeah, I know. This is intense stuff. That's what you're drinking.
1: That explains why I like it, because isn't anise or anise or whatever the licorice flavor? Yeah, it's
0: licorice. I know Um, most
1: people don't like that kind of stuff.
0: I don't, but... I'm a huge fan. Yeah, but some people really like it, and honestly, when it's mixed with a bunch of stuff, it tastes really good. So I'm going to make that up, and why don't you start off by... I don't know. Tell me what you thought of VidCon, man.
1: I had a hoot at VidCon. This was probably the first VidCon I wasn't overly nervous about. I think I've been nervous in the past that this was only my third one. And you know, I was like, oh man, I gotta impress impress the, the mat and the staff and do the thing and the hold and the cameras staff. and backpacks and try not to look too sweaty because I'm a generally sweaty human. So it was, it was. Oh man,
0: you're like me in high school. Yeah, except Were you with, worried about reading?
1: There's no worry involved. It just happens for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, this year was was great, I, I, I felt good moving around the space, I felt good about GT Live, it was a lot of fun working with the, the crew backstage at VidCon, those people don't, shout out to them, because they do not get enough recognition oh my for gosh. just running the whole They're thing. They're like
0: heroes, and they have to deal with like Jake Paul sneaking in backstage and telling dirty poems to, Hannah Mojo, to Tana Mongeau on stage. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that, crazy. Um... So, so, what was your favorite thing then?
1: my favorite thing I mean, I hate to say it because it sounds a little like you know aggrandizing GT live but it was the GT live it was GT live
0: live <laughs> it was awesome it was it was great. thank you guys so much for coming out if you happen to be there or if you watched um it was it's always really cool when we get to do something that's like live to the internet but also live to people. It's so different it's so fun and I don't know if we actually got any good shots of it but We packed the entire, like, the entire area. Every seat was, like, full, and there were people standing in the back, and I hope that wasn't just my imagination. That was, like, it actually was full, right? It was
1: very full. People were sitting down an hour before it even began. It
0: was crazy. So thank you guys so much for coming. It was, like, the most fantastic experience, and all of you guys are so supportive, too, that it was one of those things where everyone... Just like came out and had a really good time, and Matthew and I got like a lot of pie on us, so did you. <laughs> Chris got a pie to the face, so if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go check it out. Um, it was fun. Yeah, and so like VidCon is is one of those things that like changes every year, and Matthew and I al- always have this like debate um, except' if we're, if we're getting into like the tea of VidCon, there was a big debate actually this year, I think bigger than most years about like whether VidCon is is worth it, there were a bunch of big creators who kind of like boycotted VidCon, um, and it's one of those things where like I went and I was like, I still think this is really cool. I still get to see like a bunch of our friends, and I think it's like this awesome place where you know people who watch YouTube get to come together, and there aren't very many places like that. So for me, I still thought it was awesome. Did you feel like it was different from the other years you've been?
1: Yeah, it, I mean, Jason mentioned this and I kind of agree. It felt a lot, and, I, and Amy mentioned this too because it was Amy's first VidCon, but it felt like a little less. There was just, it was a lot easier to move around. It didn't feel empty by any means, but I felt maybe part of why it, it was a little less stressful is there was a, it felt a little less busy Ooh. as an event.
0: So maybe there were, like, some fewer people there.
1: Maybe some fewer people there. Or maybe they had better things to do so people weren't always around in the lobby or whatever.
0: Yeah, maybe they just had better stuff to do than, like, mill the whole time. (laughs) It used to be that, like, you could go out and see people and you could, like, talk to people all the time. And that is one of the things that I, like, still kind of miss about VidCon is being able to go and, I guess, like actually like go out to the front of the convention center because it's in like a really pretty area. If you've never been to Anaheim, it's where Disneyland is. It's like this gorgeous place that's covered with like tons of palm trees. And it's like really fun to walk around, but like it's it's really crowded at this point and, you know, we can't like walk around because security will actually yell at you if you're a featured creator and you're walking around. Like they will like escort you away and you'll like actually get in big trouble. So we we can't really do as much as we used to, which is like a little bit of a bummer.
1: That was kind of a surprise. They the security was a lot more intense about their rules this year.
0: I'd be curious if like other people felt that, like other than creators, but it's always interesting to like see the behind the scenes perspective, I feel like. Okay. What do you think we should talk about first?
1: Oh my god. Well, you mentioned it and I think we we just have to, you know. Yeah. Jake Jake Paul and Tana Mojo.
0: Yeah, while we're on the subject of VidCon. So So you watched it today, didn't you?
1: I actually haven't watched it. I've just read a lot about it. Wait. I saw all these so I've watched it through words of social media.
0: So, wait, 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 though. Cuz then what were you watching? Cuz I I was walking in. Oh, I was reading earlier today. Oh, oh, that wasn't even watching. That oh, was wow. just
1: me reading the poem that he read. <laughs> I
0: watched. I, I walked by Chris's desk, and Chris is sitting there, and he's got this like look on his face, and he's like, "What? What was the? Do, what do you? Yeah, it was. It was kind of a frowny, but it was like also a worried frown. Can you make your frown look more worried, Chris? Definitely has like. Mm, that looks like a no. That looks like you're about to kill someone. Okay, well. It's, there, there was a look. There was a look that Chris had on his face, and I was like, "Chris, what are you? What are you looking at?" To have that look on your face, and all he said was, "Tana Mojo and Jake," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." Yeah. 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 So, okay. So here's my question. This is this is the classic question that I feel like we would be asking on GT11. Just and just to catch everyone up. The story goes that Jake Paul snuck into VidCon while all the events were happening, snuck up onto one of the main stages where Tana Mojo, his lovely fiance, was having a QA. and a And she's just in the middle of her Q&A and he comes out on stage after he's snuck through all the VidCon security. He's, he's managed to like infiltrate VidCon. And he comes up on stage and he reads her a, do we call it a love poem? It's a relationship-oriented poem.
1: It was a pretty, um, it was, raunchy.
0: It was really yeah. It was a bit. It was a bit edgy. If I were a mom in the audience there, I'd have been like, oh boy. Like, I, I'm imagining that there were a lot of moms in that audience, and I'm and I'm thinking that, I'm I i do not know. Maybe
1: not the audience <laughs> for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, so, Jake goes out, he reads this poem, and announces their wedding date, which I think is July 28th.
1: July 28th. Coming
0: up fast. According to the
1: written word of yeah, Jake Paul. According to,
0: <laughs> <laughs> according to the, the poetry of Jake Paul. Um, so <laughs> I have so many questions. I have so many questions about this.
1: Well, also, like, how does someone, he has bright blonde hair. And he snuck through VidCon like he was totally a pre-approved speaker or forget, something. Forget like,
0: the bright, bright blonde hair. He has a camera crew with him, and he's like <laughs> a known. He, he's like a, a, I don't know, like a sort of a known exile of VidCon. That so that's the first question. Is it fake?
1: It's t- it, that that aspect is totally fake.
0: Hundred percent fake, right? Just it has no to way. be hundred percent fake. There's no possible way. And, and so there's one moment in the video that I think, like, kind of, kind of clinches it or, or where I was like, no, I was just at VidCon, that would never happen, is he's standing outside the VidCon hotel, um, which is where all the, like, all the creators stay, um, and someone just hands him a wristband, one of those, like, all-access creator wristbands. And he doesn't check in with anyone. Nothing, um, and that's sort of just not possible. That's like, ludicrous. That actually, like, they won't replace them if you lose them. Like, there's nothing. There's sort of nothing you can do. I there's there's like some world in which maybe he like grabbed uh, like like someone else was able to like slip their wristband off and put it on him, but that's really not what it even looked like. And the whole bit about them like climbing over the fence to get into the hotel, all that stuff, that's also just kind of crazy because you really you don't even you don't need to do that in any world. That was just that was just a stunt. Yeah, you can walk
1: <laughs> around the fence. Yeah, and just enter the hotel.
0: Yeah, you can just walk into the. Ho- <laughs> no one stops you. Uh, that's so. The thing is, there's just. Uh, there's no way that I believe that he in any way actually snuck into VidCon
1: and that was very silly.
0: yeah, that was a bit silly um but I mean I, it made for a good story. I get that it made for like a compelling narrative, but there were like so many points along the way where I was like he didn't need to do that, that would never happen. There's no way that this happened, so there was just there was kind of kind of no way. And, and not only did he have a wristband, but his entire crew had wristbands and badges and passes and all that stuff. Chris, what did it take for you to get one of those badges?
1: A lot. I mean, it specifically now takes you and Matt, including Jason and I, as your, like, must-have people on on a list.
0: Jason and Chris are our plus ones to everything. (laughs) To everything (laughs) VidCon-oriented. I usually get Jason, and Matthew usually gets Chris. And so those are our plus ones to all the VidCon parties. For our VidCon, like... Um, crea- when you're a featured creator, you get a plus one. Um, just in case you have, like, a, you know, a spouse, or a kid, or, or, or a Chris, who needs to go with you to VidCon. It's true. Um, and, and but, but, like, what did you have to do to actually get that badge? Like, you oh. had to go to, like, five places.
1: You gotta go all over the place. You, if you don't enter the right way, they make you walk around and do this whole thing. I had to, like, walk around the entire convention center to go to the special tent that they needed to give me the badge and then you gotta take your ID out and do all this stuff. Like there's, it's like getting a passport. You yeah. know, you can't just like steal one or get it.
0: Yeah, it's really, really hard. So do I believe that this was fake? Absolutely, 100%. That said, Matthew and I both got badges at VidCon this year with no identification. Neither of us. Quit. I'm not kidding. So, to the Jake Paul stuff—all completely fake, totally bogus—all of that. But <laughs> <laughs> neither Matthew nor I showed, a, like, showed an ID of any kind to either get into the Creator Hotel or to get our actual badges.
1: Is that because they know who you are, though? N-
0: so no, no. I, I didn't
1: have. I didn't have to show.
0: What? What, Jason? Either? Yeah, no,
1: <gasps> I didn't show any ID.
0: The security this year. It's wow. because
1: I'm tan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Were they racially profiling you?
1: It's opposite. as Greek <laughs> as mm, could be.
0: That guy looks Mediterranean. <laughs> he must be trouble.
1: <laughs> we don't know what kind.
0: <laughs> no. So what happened was that I. So Jason can attest to this. I left my backpack with my wallet and ID here. Oh, yeah. The day before VidCon, and I got down to Anaheim, and I was like, "Oh no, they're not going to let me in anywhere." And um, luckily, like I have a, p- I always carry a picture of my driver's license and a picture of my passport on my phone in case you need a backup or in case something gets stolen, you always have copy. Right? I
1: also do this. It's, with it's so smart. ID. <laughs>
0: you carry <laughs> you carry a copy of my ID on your phone.
1: Yeah, as well as Matt and Jason. <laughs> <address.
0: laughs> That's. Not identity thefty at all. Uh, actually, I really appreciate that you do that. Thank you. Uh, now I know. <laughs> um, so so I always have the pictures, right? And I was like, okay, maybe they'll take a picture and I can, like, talk my – Well, it may, I can pull up the channel and show that, that I'm on it or whatever. Um, so you're supposed to show your, like, VidCon credentials and, like, uh, like a barcode and stuff before you even walk into the hotel. And I spent so much time like fumbling in my phone, just trying to find the email, which I was genuinely trying to find it. But I spent so much time just like awkwardly standing at the door that the security guards were eventually like, Oh, it's okay. Just go on, just go on. And then someone took us over to like the check-in desk and I did the exact same thing there. I was literally like, I know I have this email somewhere because I do, I'm a featured creator. I am in there, but I couldn't find it on my phone and she was literally just like, oh, what was your name again? I'll just, I got you, I got it, don't worry about it. All I did was say my name and my name was on the list, but I didn't prove that I was the right person, nothing. Wow. Nothing. So I don't know what that says about VidCon security, but Matthew and I did not identify ourselves to anyone. So
1: maybe there. Jake Paul just said he was Tana Mojo.
0: Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he was just like, Oh yeah, I'm Tana Mojo's hairstylist or whatever. And I
1: believe if I didn't know who Jake Paul was and he told me that, I'd reasonably believe that. He dresses like he could be a hairstylist. He, he could
0: be or a makeup artist or something like that. Some something art artist. Something artsy. There's
1: a lot of froof.
0: Also, if you walk with confidence, like, a lot of times people will just be like, oh, they must know what they're doing. Um, (laughs) That's so so true. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, yeah, totally fake. Other question, though. What did you think of the poem? It was a bit much for me. Like, as, 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 are you a fan of poetry?
1: I'm not a huge fan of poetry. I think if a poem is going to rhyme as much as his poem did, (laughs) it needs to be funnier or have like a moral to it i do think if you're gonna write someone a love poem that's when you're supposed to do all the like breaky you know get really out there with your poetry things don't rhyme use some off rhymes you know use i don't know what most poetry formats are so (laughs) i can't like drop anything go uh, have you
0: have you written love poetry before no (laughs) Because why would anyone do that? Because it's
1: not 1840. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't
0: mean, need mean, his, his, Jake Paul's poem was arguably definitely not 1840s approved.
1: Certainly not.
0: But, um, <laughs> so, okay, so I hear you. I hear you on that. And personally for me, that wasn't, poetically wasn't my favorite either. Um, I will say it's tough tough to write love quote has anyone ever written a love poem to you no so I've gotten
1: love letters I feel like if you're gonna do that do prose because you can communicate far better and then it'll be meaningful because I won't be like low-key laughing at like you finding a silly way to say something you could just say
0: anyone else has anyone Jason Amy have either of you ever gotten a love poem written to you
1: I mean, I've written them before.
0: You have? Yeah, of course. course. And deli- have you deli- Of (laughs) course. You're ratting them out. Wow. It's it's tea series. That tea? Oh, man. Wait, have you delivered them?
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've entered them into contests as well. Okay,
0: entering into a contest, I feel like, is different. Have you given them to the object of your affection?
1: I love yeah, of you, contest. You are the best. <laughs> <laughs> <Was it? laughs> yeah, I, I wrote one to the contest <laughs> itself. Okay,
0: so maybe... I, I'm i tempted to ask if they broke up shortly after Jason delivered this love letter. So, this this love poem. So, I have this theory that... You should never ever write love poetry. Maybe Jason is the world's one exception, <laughs> but he would be the world's one exception. I I have this theory that you should never ever write love poetry because there's almost no way for it to end well. Even if it's even if it's you're a really good poet, it's weird to receive a love poem. I've received one. It had the mix of slant rhymes and and some foreign language and it was it was wild it was wild and I laughed really hard the third time I read it the first time I read it I was too embarrassed to react at all Um, and then I saved it and I've I've talked about this on GT Live before. You have, but I didn't know you
1: ridiculed it later. Oh, yeah.
0: I (laughs) saved it, and I read it to friends of mine for years to come. Oh, no. Years. Oh, that's so embarrassing. It was was definitely kind of cruel, but also it was, you didn't read this poem. You would have done the same.
1: Yeah, but you're still with Matt, so it's (laughs) I mean.
0: (laughs) It was definitely not Matthew. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh, Ma- Matthew's, Matthew's definitely more of a prose guy, um, but I, I do think that love poetry, very hard to pull off.
1: If you put it in song form, better.
0: Okay, yeah, totally. If you're in a Lots band, love songs.
1: you write a love song. All about it. Fine, technically poetry, I guess, but that is not the same. Like, it's not a poem meant to be read.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, think of most of those love songs. Yeah. If you read those out loud,
1: Oof, those would be brutal. Okay. Yeah, not great.
0: Okay, so most of, you, most of you in the chat seem to agree on the love poetry. Read chat,
1: plez says gaming. <laughs> Freaky.
0: Also, yeah, also read, read chat, please. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Raymond Taba says, wrote tons of love poetry and received tons too. Relationship only lasted five years, but the reason was not because mm. of the poetry. You can never be sure.
1: Only five years?
0: <laughs> that's a long relationship, actually.
1: I have never been in poetry. that length of a relationship.
0: <laughs> right? I feel like that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good run at it. Wow. Um, right? I know. This is, but but these are soulful people who write poetry, so they're like deeply connected with their emotions. They're, you know, if you're in a relationship with that kind of person, it's you know they're probably very very devoted as well.
1: It's true. I don't react to emotions. Well, yeah. It usually involves me making a joke. I can't, I can't do the feelings.
0: Sometimes you do this as well.
1: I can't right now because they're Chris gone. Is, Chris <laughs> is usually
0: behind the scenes, but sometimes if he, f- he feels emotion that he, doesn't, he can't express, he also rubs his, his mutton chops, which is great. Um,
1: I actually had mutton chops once. Really? For like a month.
0: <coughs> Can you grow? That would be awesome. Just to if you, test if it you out. you ever wanted to grow them back. <laughs> That maybe. would be really fun. I think that would be a good look idea. <laughs> we could run... <gasps> could we run a community tab poll on GT Live for your mutton chops at some point? Sure. Okay. Maybe I'd, for, like, No Shave November. I it if I could
1: have, chops. like, a little stash connecting them. Oh, gosh. Then I could... I mean, if we're going to make it look bad, let's go <laughs> all the way.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe we'll find, like, a charity event or something. And we can we can have Matthew grow some weird hair, and you can grow and you can grow like <laughs> a handlebar and, so, and some mutton chops. Um, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. So, all right, we talked about Jake and Tana at VidCon. We talked about VidCon. Let's talk about someone who doesn't go to VidCon
1: or anything who,
0: or anything. <gasps> and who? But who does go to our thumbnail? Shane Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shane is kind of notorious for not going to VidCon, um, and I'm n- really not going to events in general. Like he had his Streamy Award accepted by Tana last year, um, or was it the year before? I forget. No, it was last year. Yeah, um, because he just he's like, I don't like doing stuff in public. I'm not into it, and I think you know that's probably understandable, and you know I, that's there's nothing wrong with that, um, but. He did release some information this week about uh, a new video that's going up, um, a new series or video or some type of content piece, and everyone is really excited about it, so we thought we should talk about it. And uh, are we going to speculate on what it might be?
1: I kind of hope, and I don't honestly think it's going to be this, but I like, kind of want it to be riffing off of Escape the Night, since there's all this like recent hoopla about it.
0: What? Really? I think it would be
1: funny if he did, like, some sort of haunted-y mystery. I mean, it is going to, I'm sure, involve some level of mystery based on the past year to two years of his content. But it'd be fun if it was, like, ghosts or whatever.
0: (laughs) Ooh, that's pretty cool. Okay, okay. So we know that the big series that he's going to be coming out with later this year is going to be The Ugly Side of the Beauty Industry. So that's... That's. (laughs) That's. <laughs>
1: that was me going. you super excited. <laughs> the beauty. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Chris is making all sorts of good today. Um, so so okay. So our. I want to always say that it's going to be something conspiracy oriented because it's Shane, but he's also made statements about stuff like. You know, hey, this is something I was really honored to be a part of. I hope you guys like it. So it feels like maybe it is like some kind of show or event tie-in or something like that. That's
1: true. I guess I was thinking more like some sort of product or location, but yeah, I guess what he's hinted at means it could be Escape the Night.
0: Yeah, or it just could be. Um, it just could be more of like sort of what he's. Um, like he's been known for, but he was invited to do something special with it. Like uh, Librarian of Hope in the chat suggests, more ghosts, maybe more ghost hunting to do. Um, he is he does have a lot of like ghost oriented content. There are a lot of guesses for ghosts. Uh, Rocky Rocks says ghosts. Um, I also think it could be something um, something more having to do with traditional media um, and Shane. So. Um, do you know a lot about, like, Shane Dawson's, I don't know, history going back, like, ten years on YouTube?
1: Loosely, I know he had a shaky reputation being a, like, I'm going to do whatever's funny sort of thing. I know he sold a show at one point.
0: Yeah, so... But
1: I don't even know what that show was.
0: I actually don't know what it, what it was either. I'm not sure it was ever really, like, publicized, but... What most people don't know about Shane, or at least I think some people don't know it now, because there's like a whole new generation of people who are into him now, is that ten, like ten, twelve years ago when he started on YouTube, he basically wanted to be a filmmaker, um, and he has this like very like private, sort of reclusive personality, and a lot of that in the early days. Um, was him like he wanted to be behind the camera he wanted to be like a movie producer or like a writer and director kind of kind of deal um so it was never like his intention to become A star on on his own that was just sort of like a means to getting him what he really wanted which was like to sell a TV show and produce it or to like be behind the camera and do some awesome projects and so like in the early days that's what he wanted to do and he he was actually the first ever youtuber to sell a pilot to a network studio most people don't know like before Fine Brothers before Um, like Grace Helbig, before Hannah Hart, before all of those people, Shane sold a pilot to NBC. Um, And this was like way back in the day. Um, And he was working with like a completely different set of people than he's working with now, Um, different agents, stuff like that. And it was like a completely different world. And then obviously his content changed over time. But I actually wonder if like, you know, if he still has... Like those aspirations, if he wants to do stuff behind the scenes, or if he wants to produce something that's really cool, um, he might be in the process of being able to do that. Like, right? Because he's blown up so much in the last year and a half, he can get the attention of any major media company he wants, any network production company, Netflix, like any anyone would. Like have meetings with him, offer to do like projects with him, and so I'm wondering if when he says like, oh, it's been an honor for me to be part of this, if maybe he's finally getting one of those more like traditionally oriented like shows or something that he wanted, um, and this video might be like talking about that um, or showing a little bit about about how that's going to go, um, like. That's only from what I know about his history, but I'm really curious to see like what it is.
1: I have wondered why <clears throat> I haven't like read anything about why it hasn't been publicized because maybe these conversations are happening, but I feel like if I was at Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, I would see thirty million views in under you know forty eight hours for an hour and a half long video on YouTube as like. Be holy crap! We need to get this guy to make a series for us. Immediately, sort of like
0: you can't. You have to imagine. Like people have to be like knocking down his door to like do stuff with That's him. Better
1: views than Grey's Anatomy. Off like. of his
0: deals, I know it's it's insane. <laughs> it's way better views than TV. It's it's nuts. And so he could do anything with anyone. And if you're in that position, like maybe he's. Just doing something awesome with like his dream production company for Netflix or for like some some studio or something like that Um, you know he's been working on his own for a while so maybe that would be kind of a hard transition to make Uh, I don't know but like I I could see him getting some like incredible deal offers
1: do you think he 'd be granted creative control because I know a lot of a lot of the problem with entertainment comes from people you know you always want to blame like the director or the writer or whatever, but a lot of times it's just like well, the studio has the final say, and if X, y, and Z people want it to be changed, it will be changed yeah do you think because of he He has a case to state in a negotiation, I don't need this.
0: Yeah, he's like, like, yeah, he could just be like, yeah, I can walk away from this anytime I want. If you don't give me exactly what I want, I can go to literally anyone else or I could just go to no one.
1: Yeah, or I can go back to YouTube and still be fine. And
0: continue making zillions of dollars and living in a super mega mansion in Calabasas. Like literally, like literally just like being the neighbor of the Kardashians. (sighs) And that's it. Um, and he could he Same could totally tier. do that, uh, like so. I think on the one hand, that um, like he has he totally has that case. Like he could be like, take it or leave it. This is the project I want to do. This is the show I want to make. The movie, whatever. If you don't want it, somebody else will do it with me. Um, on the other hand, like if you've been working on your own for like a decade, and you are the boss of your own team, you're the boss of yourself. You make your own schedule. I could see a world where you're kind of, you might be kind of difficult to work with at that point. And that could be tough. <laughs> and like, we've seen, like, we know a lot, we know people and we've seen like lots of instances where taking a YouTuber and just sticking them on TV or like even giving them a TV show doesn't like, doesn't translate to regular television or doesn't really translate to the movies because you have to like, you have to change what you're doing if you're taking it to like if you're taking your content to a different place you have to change it you can't just keep you can't just do the exact same thing you would do on youtube like on netflix um so he has like at the end of the day if he were to do a project like that like a movie or something he would have to work with and learn from other people who know how those like who know how to make a movie like a like a big screen movie, and how to make a Netflix series and stuff like that, and I think that's also like pretty hard for someone who's worked on YouTube like that long and is basically working for yourself. And like again, you're like you don't have to you don't have to talk to anyone because you're like I'm just gonna stay home and make my videos and make <laughs> billions of dollars and live in my mansion in Calabasas. Like it's, it's crazy. That? Like why? Yeah. So why would you do that? Um,
1: that is true. It's like hundreds of people involved in a single movie or TV show.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nuts. So, um, so it could be that, um, but that's just like you know speculation. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see what it is. Are you gonna watch it?
1: Oh yeah. No, I mean I already have we'll a tab opened on my computer that is like one YouTube tab that for Shane Dawson's channel. No. I can just check at the end of the day and be like, is it out yet? Okay, no.
0: Really? Every
1: single time he announces You're so a video. you so weird!
0: Wow! I, like, oh my I wanna gosh! Know. I wonder if YouTube can like track that on the back end, and be like, how many people are just waiting <laughs> with YouTube with with Shane Dawson's channel page open? I bet it's a huge number.
1: Maybe that informs their trending tab.
0: Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> I'm sure it does. That's crazy. I'm pre- okay. I'm pretty uh,
1: sure it's just gonna be about a certain wedding that's coming up at the end of this month and that's why it's coming out right before it and he's honored to be a part of it i totally forgot he was getting
0: there oh, no 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 <laughs> no i'm talking no, about jake he's, he's talking about jake paul's <laughs> wedding
1: oh i thought you were saying maybe it's his own wedding no. and he got sponsored by like Swarovski or whatever so the diamond company is. i think
0: swarovski oh the crystal company it's Matthew's favorite <laughs> um i have ooh. to know about it because it's Matthew's favorite crystal company. Matthew has crystal. a favorite crystal company. Um, <laughs> so, wait, so you're right. There are actually two potential weddings that this could be. Uh, a, oh, my gosh. I'm thinking, like, And he movies. loves Tana. And it's serious. Oh, my gosh. And he loves Tana. And he And he Jake. loves Jake oh, Paul. <gasps> That's what it is. He's so on. I saw... I think I saw someone in the chat say, wedding, wedding, and I, I didn't... It didn't occur to me that, that they were talking about this wedding. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And Chronically Gamer just says, turn on post notifications, Chris. Mm. Yeah, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> I,
1: I have those on for some channels, and I had to turn them off because I don't like getting the reminders.
0: Yeah, it, it is I kind think of it's annoying. a text
1: message, and then it's YouTube, and I'm like... Eh.
0: <laughs> so, Emmy Boo thinks it's about his wedding... Um, and, uh, Boo also asks, where is Matt Pat? Matthew is in New York. He's just out temporarily for the next couple of days. I'm here with Chris today. And then I think we're going to have a fun group party on Thursday. Um, so, hmm. I'm pretty sure Shane had said it had to do with beauty. Maybe he was doing beauty for Jake Paul's wedding. Maybe... Tana is using Shane's new palette in the wedding. At her wedding. At her wedding. Oh, man. It's one big YouTuber wow. promotional crossover mega extravaganza. How long do you that's think they're why Tana, stay married? Oh, Tana and Jake?
1: Yeah, what do you give them? Five years? Five oh, months? Oh, five
0: years? We're talking years? I was. <laughs> well, apparently I was thinking... that's a
1: short relationship, so...
0: <laughs> I was thinking on the order of, like, weeks to months, but... Uh. Also, like... Okay, so here's the... this. There's so many questions, right? Is that wedding even going to be real? Is it actually going to be, like, like they've committed, signed off by California and stuff? They could fake it. They could,
1: they could but, but they've it. committed so hard to the bit at this point that I'm not sure it's a bit anymore. I don't know. Even if Maybe it is they don't know if it's a, a clout bit. wedding, I don't know if it's a fake wedding,
0: you know? Right? I could, see, I could see it being a completely fake wedding a clout wedding where the paperwork is fake, a clout wedding where the paperwork is real, and I still have a hard time believing that they're like actually deeply in love. But maybe, stranger things have happened, maybe they are.
1: They could be, I mean, they're both like 21. Yeah.
0: Ah, the younger years.
1: (laughs) I was not in love when I was 21. No. But you know? No, neither was I. Could have been. Like, you shouldn't
0: have been, okay. (laughs) So, okay, okay. So we've, we've narrowed it down to four options, which are, it has something, what was yours?
1: A wedding, a wedding.
0: A wedding, a wedding. Oh,
1: Escape the Night. A
0: movie, or Escape the Night, okay. So it's definitely going to be none of those. Next story. <laughs> um, the one I'm seeing most requested in the chat is to talk about Area 51. Do you want to talk about Area 51?
1: Yeah, will you be there on September 20th?
0: Oh my gosh, I'm sort of tempted. <laughs> like, I'm never tempted to go basically to anything. Um, unless it's like to get takeout and then bring that takeout back to my house and eat it there.
1: Then it's a mission, which <laughs> this would be!
0: This would also be a mission! <laughs> Storm Area 51. Take uh, your aliens, right? take out aliens. I feel like if this movement gets any bigger, it's going to become one of YouTube's band movements. So I don't <laughs> know how I feel about this. But um, in case you're not familiar with this story, um, it is, <laughs> it's basically a meme that's become an actual real-life movement. Uh, Is that the best way to describe it? Yeah, it began
1: as a meme Facebook event. Right. And has become so widespread that now the actual U.S. military has... Released a statement about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think the craziest thing about all of this is actually that it's maybe the first time ever that a meme has started on Facebook <laughs> and not died on Facebook. Oh, um, that's the real tea. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Wait. So, um, so it started out as a petition or as a group?
1: As an event, like as oh, a Facebook. Okay.
0: You should attend this
1: thing to attend okay. Storm Area Fifty One. They can't stop us all. <laughs>
0: And the idea is that if you amass enough people outside of Area 51, the famous home to all of the government secrets as well as aliens, um, that you could force your way in and then uncover all of the alien and weapons and technological secrets that the government's been hiding from us.
1: Yeah, it seems like most of the memes are about getting an alien to go, bringing it home. (laughs) There are a lot of great memes about how to take care of an alien now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do, what do you feed an alien?
0: Wait, please tell what are some of the best ones that you've seen? My
1: favorite ones are the Google search ones, the autofill, and it's just like, how to, and then it's all filled in with like, take care of an alien. What to feed an alien? <laughs> like, what is an alien's bedtime? Like, all these <laughs> different That's amazing.
0: Okay, that's, that's actually awesome. Um, so So, this movement exists, and in case you guys don't know where Area 51 is, Generally speaking, it's between Los Angeles and, uh, very generally speaking, it's between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. So between those two, and it's like kind of, it's like a little off to the south. So if, you, um, if you're driving from LA to Vegas, there are actually signs that direct you like to some of the turnoffs for Area 51. So it's it's a real thing, it's a real place, and it's actually not that far outside of LA, where there are (laughs) lots of people who are crazy enough to actually drive out into the desert to this place. And it is, it's in the middle of the desert, Um, there's this like really long stretch between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. If you've never driven it, it's actually kind of awesome. Um, that's basically nothing. It's all just, it's all just desert. It's where they film a lot of scenes from breaking bad. I mean, there's like a lot of movies and TV shows that film out there because there's nothing, it's literally just the desert. And so that's where area 51 is just kind of stuck. Um, It's where those
1: 80 mile per hour signs are that you're like, where is that? That's where that is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So you're out there and I I think like on some level this is actually super cool. Oh, it is. I'm not tempted to go, like I said, I'm not tempted to go to anything. I, I have no interest in going to Coachella. I. Don't need to go to Burning Man, which are the other, those are the only other two things I can think of that happen way out in the desert out there. Um, that's true. But I would actually be super excited to like follow this and see what <laughs> happens. Um, I wouldn't be on the front lines because, you know, that's Guns. definitely a weapons <laughs> testing site. Um, but I would totally like, if there's a Twitter hashtag for this on September 20th, like, as, I don't know, five people are, show up and stand around outside the gates of Area 51 or something, um, I, I will be following that Twitter hashtag. I
1: kind of, like, low-key hope that there's, like, a, a large enough crowd to where they can make it look like it's a big crowd on the news, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. That'd be fun. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, so it's actually funny that this comes up because the other night, um, when we were at VidCon, we had dinner. What were you laughing
1: at? No, I'm just laughing at the whole thing.
0: Are you giggling about Area 51? Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) You think weapons testing and government secrets are funny, Chris? A little
1: bit. A little bit.
0: (laughs) Um, So we were at VidCon the first night. We were there. And um, we were having dinner with a bunch of people. And Matthew and I... like should be considered the conspiracy theorists of any group because of what we make on YouTube, right? We should be, like, kind of the most outlandish people in in most situations, you would think. But actually, when we get into a lot of, like, meetings with people or we're talking to people over dinner or stuff, we end up being, like, sort of the most low-key people there. <laughs> this conversation went from, like, government secrets to, like, hallucinogens, people taking like micro doses of LSD and all sorts of, I mean, insane, insane, insane stuff. Insane stuff. And one of the things that came up was actually like, um, one of the people who we were at dinner with was like, yeah, I've been reading these interviews lately with um, people who like formerly worked at Area 51. And they were talking about how all of these government secrets, you know, um, they've been kept under wraps for years, and the government has this like incredible technology, um, way way beyond stuff we can imagine. And so, when people think of Area 51, they think of like aliens, and they think of like super high tech weapons, and they're like, no, no, actually, the technology that they have is completely li- is like way way beyond anything we could possibly think of. And Matthew and I are just sitting there, being like, are we, are are we like the same ones here? We're like. We're like the normal ones at this table, and it was very, it was very weird.
1: That is so unnerving.
0: Going on and on about this, and and just by way of example, like one of the things that they had mentioned that um, that this, you know, some some guy somewhere said he worked at Area 51 and he leaked that this technology existed where instead of scanning your fingerprint, they actually had technology that could essentially bone print you, because. There are micro etchings on all of your bones that are unique to you. And they're much more accurate than fingerprints. And so they can actually scan people and then ID them based of just from like a regular looking fingerprint scanner. But it's actu- they're actually like scanning their bones and they're like unique individualized bone patterns. That's not
1: too outrageous.
0: I think that's crazy. <laughs>
1: that's pretty cool. But like, you know. Out of the things I thought you might say a different identification machine is not like too out of out of this world to me.
0: I think there were also some sort of like levitation machines. Okay, well something. that's that wild. was also <laughs> exciting. I just couldn't remember the details of those. But I thought this was like wild and it was they were like very specific. It was bizarre. I think I think that the people that we had been eating dinner with had been spending a lot of time listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, which has a lot of Ooh. these kind of conspiracies on it. And so we were like, wow, I guess we are just not as fringe as we thought.
1: I didn't know you, you thought you were fringe.
0: <laughs> Did you not think we were a little weird?
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. So would, you, so would you go?
1: Would I go to Area 51? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I won't, so <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but I love the idea of it. I think it's really funny. I also just think it would be fun to see what the government would do if that happened. If because a million
0: people show, Because it's a million people now, right?
1: Right? It's so silly. Like, the idea that if people actually just showed up and started walking in, they'd probably just let it happen they'd probably just be like, well, people are coming. We just like won't let them inside and we'll just kind of stand there out front being right. like, "Hey, it's a shooting range."
0: Yeah. Like cuz that's Go probably home, what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um but I mean, there's I mean, there's certainly a lot that we don't know about, right? That goes on behind the scenes. There are no doubt extremely high-tech weapons that do exist. Whether they're housed in area... I feel like it would be just sort of like too on the nose for them to be housed in Area 51 at this point. Like, the government just needs to get a bit more creative because all, all eyes are on Area 51. No one cares about Area 47 over there. Like, That's at true. this point, move all of your super secret stuff just to a different one because Area 51 has such a bad rap.
1: It's either like totally not where it is or it's where it is because everyone thinks that. So then they'll be like, oh, well, then it's not there. Yeah. You know?
0: I don't know. So, okay. All right. So that was Area 51. We talked about it, you guys. I hope the chat is happy. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. So this was actually one of them. I I wanted to, like, we'll call it one more. Brandon um, super sad says, if you freeze a magnet and levitate it, it holds things. So this reminded me of one of the other, like, pieces of technology that was supposedly leaked out of Area 51. It was some sort of force field. Or like magnetic Ooh. force field where it would it would actually use your internal magnetism to create like a repulsive force around something so that if you needed to have something that people couldn't pick up or touch it would actually it would actually repel just your hand without you actually holding a magnet in front of you or anything that's really cool that's kind of crazy so so it's stuff like that i hope and and people could like levitate above it because it would like it would actually hold you up and it would repel you using your own magnetism kind of nuts okay i hope it's real i know right me too sort of
1: probably not but you know (gasps) It's like I hoped Harry Potter was real when I was 11. I know,
0: it feels like magic, right? It's like, oh, I hope magic is real. That'd be cool. Um, OK, so we talked about that one. Uh, let us know if you would go to Area 51, because I'm I'm very, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of interested. Would
1: you take an alien? Would you take any alien? Do you want it to be a specific size, maybe? A teacup alien?
0: Oh, a teacup alien. No, I think, I think I, you get a midsize, about up to here. Like
1: a 40 pounder?
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe.
1: Purebred or mutt?
0: Mm, I, I don't discriminate. Mm.
1: <laughs> Mutts probably live longer.
0: <laughs> Fewer health problems, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so what do you think we should talk about next? We have, we made it through some of this stuff. Let's see. I think, ooh, okay. So I think we should talk about, uh, to go along with our conspiracy theories and to go along with our, like, um, like what's going on behind the scenes that we don't think of, I think we should talk about hacking.
1: Let's I think we should talk
0: about hacking and bots, um, which is not so much talking about hacking and bots, but really talking about those things on the internet. And even as we're talking about stuff like Area 51, um, stuff that feels like um, kind of conspiracy theory-like, I get a little bit nervous about it because-
1: You're worried YouTube's going to shut us down? Yeah,
0: actually, kind of. YouTube has such- strict guidelines in place and their AI is so advanced and can hear so much and, and read so much about like what people are talking about and doing in videos that it's, I feel like a little bit on edge every time we like get into this territory because YouTube is just that intense.
1: Which is a real shame. There's like a weird big, big brother element to it. Cause it's not like mm-hmm. you're gonna get arrested and the walls aren't gonna break down with like a SWAT team but it is spooky that you're like, oh, what like I got to choose my words so they don't hear me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like like like, oh. like how we are, how we were saying um um instead of
1: Oh my god. The character
0: that I forgot about. That. Right? Exactly. We we have used code words for things on the live stream in the past and on T-series so that we don't get flagged by YouTube AI. So, There was like a whole string about a month ago at this point, a whole string of basically YouTube like putting the ban hammer on stuff that talked about hacking and bots. And the idea, which I get, is like, hey, YouTube doesn't want people like selling bot accounts online or talking about how to bot like an Instagram account or a YouTube account. And they also don't want people putting out tutorials about like, how to hack other people's email addresses, or how to hack bank accounts, or something crazy like that, and so they have started like banning channels or like banning videos that talk about those kinds of things. And if your channel get has one of these videos that gets banned, your channel gets a community guidelines strike, um, and so.
1: That's a big deal yeah. as opposed to a copyright strike, which is like not that big of a deal. I was
0: going to say, do you want to like, explain what the difference is?
1: So, sure. A copyright strike is when someone, you already know this, you know, you use someone else's song or a clip of someone else's audio or video, and then they can claim you because YouTube recognizes that and that doesn't belong to you, and the, you know, whatever, they get the money or they can shut the video down or whatever. A community guidelines strike, I think you only have three, right? Yeah. It's not five, it's three. Yeah. So you have three strikes and then you're out. And basically it is you break a community guideline and get three of these strikes and you're just gone. Yeah, like, your you channel are canceled.
0: is deleted. Um, at, at YouTube actually takes it down. And these aren't like, the a community guideline strike isn't when you have like offended someone else um and they've like flagged your video it's not you haven't used someone else's content it's like you have offended youtube the platform like you have uh broken a cardinal youtube rule so it's a really big deal when the platform itself has to be like no it's you like are committing wrong. a crime yeah a it's video, like it is
1: like i mean that'll you get you a yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah you have to do some like really extreme stuff like, yeah like committing a crime um like physically hurting someone like all of that kind of stuff um but there were a whole slew of community guidelines strikes that went out um one of them was on um the ethical hacking channel which you it actually has a different name So the
1: channel is Nullbyte, yeah. but it was for their show Cyber Weapons Lab
0: which unfortunate name a yeah. bit yeah Cyber Weapons Lab doesn't inspire a lot of like family friendly Brand happy confidence, <laughs> um, but their content isn't bad content. It's actually about how to. Um, it's actually about how like hackers can be good people who can actually help defend companies and people and all sorts of stuff from bad hackers. Um, basically, by helping to make like security systems stronger and stuff like that. Um, so this this video was all about hacking for good and the, like ethical hacking and they got a community guidelines strike and basically um the Internet sort of responded and there was a big Twitter groundswell about it and um, after finally like bringing it to the attention of YouTube, which like took quite some time. I think it was like a couple of days. Yeah, it, um, it,
1: they didn't notice it right away. Yeah,
0: so they had to like get it in front of YouTube, and then YouTube uh, finally reviewed it and was like, "Oh, wait, this is fine. This is not a big deal." And so they they reversed and removed the community guidelines strike, which again is a big deal because these are you know these are no laughing matter. Um, The thing was it was like how could YouTube flag a video like this um, That wasn't actually doing anything bad. It was probably because YouTube's AI are picking up on words like bot and hacking words that we're saying a lot right now um, and actually just flagging a video based on the fact that those words kept coming up over and over and then like there are other like trigger words in the title of the video or in the, like the name of the channel, so Yikes. so between all of that, there was this community guidelines strike but so I think that's like an interesting story in and of itself because youtube like it's just another it's just another instance of YouTube like sort of overcorrecting using a sledgehammer instead of like instead of just like tapping something a little <laughs> bit. Um, and, and you know, people who are doing good work end up like, you know, getting hurt by it. But what most people don't know is that while this same thing was going on, we also got a community guidelines strike on film theory. So Film Theory Channel received a community guidelines strike for, um, I want to make sure I'm actually getting the title of our video correct, hold on. It was
1: a Justice League related video. Yeah, though, right?
0: it, yeah, it was about it was about like um it's about the DCU, it's about Superman and it's about um it's about like the Justice League video. We did a really in-depth analysis to talk about whether there were a lot of fake reviews that were left for the movie. This was during all the time when there was all that controversy about how, you know, people pouring negative reviews onto Rotten Tomatoes would actually tank the performance of a, of a movie at the box office so it was basically like our internet trolls and bots like basically killing movies before they even have a chance to like have people see them um, and so we did like a really in-depth analysis of a lot of the um, reviews that were left for Justice League we looked at a lot of different sites and we actually worked with Um, one of the guys on our research team who has a programming background and who has like specific experience with like understanding and manipulating bots not like in a not in like a bad way just like he knows how that kind of stuff works we concluded at the end of our video that bots weren't used uh, to like manipulate Justice League Um, but we talked about it in like a very fair way and it was like a video that we were proud of. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere and this video was over a year old. And all of a sudden we got a community guideline strike for it. And we were both like Matthew and I were like horrified. I don't know, what it, what did you and Jason think?
1: We were just yeah, everyone was like, How does this even kinda yeah. make sense? How does
0: this even happen? Um and luckily, like I don't I don't know if um if like Nullbite had Uh, like a partner on the YouTube side or whatever, we were able to work it out like behind the scenes with YouTube um, by contacting someone, but we found out later that it wasn't just him and it wasn't just us, and it was actually like a whole slew of channels that talked about something related to hacking or bots or just anything along those lines. And several other channels we knew had the same kind of community guidelines strike that was wrong. Um, so we got it worked out with YouTube, obviously it was misflagged. we got the community guidelines strike removed, the channel's all like hunky-dory again and everything, which is why mm. we're like talking about it, because otherwise we'd still be freaking out. Um, but it was really scary, you know?
1: Why, like here's my, YouTube is going through so much bad press right now, in a, and it's sure to pick up again mm-hmm. in relation to you know, the whole election thing coming up based on the whole last election problems. Um, So why wouldn't they publicize this is my question. Because I feel like this would be a huge thing for them to be like, hey, we know everyone's going to start pointing the finger our way. Let's publicize the fact that we are making a change that is trying to address videos that might have to do with or could assist in bad actors online.
0: That would require YouTube to be good at public communication. That
1: is a good point. Which
0: they are terrible at.
1: I didn't know YouTube TV well I knew YouTube TV existed because I work here.
0: <laughs> but I
1: wouldn't have known based on advertising until a year and a half after it was available.
0: But YouTube TV is like great. I it's know actually, so many
1: people have it.
0: It's like actually awesome. It's all we have. <laughs> so <laughs> by YouTube TV. Not sponsored. Um, but uh But right. So it's weird because on the one hand, so sometimes I think YouTube doesn't know if they're going to have like a good or a bad PR situation on their hands. And so they don't say anything. Like if it were me, I'd have also been like, hey, hey, we're YouTube. We're doing something really good by starting to crack down on bots and bot content way before the election starts so that we can get ahead of it isn't that awesome instead of being super reactionary we're going to get out like we're going to get out ahead of this thing but instead i think they were like yeah we're just we're going to test this out a little bit we're going to see how it goes if it goes really badly then we can just sweep it under the rug rather than having to like face the fact that it's really public and i think that's sometimes that's what they do where they're like you know their engineers are working on stuff, so their engineers aren't, like, you know, they aren't the ones who are are going to go to the public and do, like, a press release. But also, I think they're just, they don't know if it's going to be good or not, and so they're always like, oh, wait and see, oh, wait and see.
1: I feel like they, that is such a shortcoming, though, and I, I don't know, I've thought this for a while. I brought this up uh, to you and Matt, I remember, after I visited friends in New York, but I got, while I was there, I was, like, eating dinner at one of my... Friends, friends, homes. And I met a lot of people for the first time. So everyone's asking, like, what do you do? And for money and stu- such stuff. And YouTube and comes you're like, up. And like, I
0: take pies in the face on stage at VidCon. Yeah, I
1: was like, I do pie. And I, right there. <laughs> um, and then I didn't speak for the rest of the evening. Um, and then no one, because <laughs> no
0: one talked to you. Because no one talked to me.
1: Um... No, but i I was like, "Yeah, I work on this YouTube channel. Um, the game theorists, the film theorists, Gt Live. It's a lot of fun, yada, yada, yada. They heard Theorist and YouTube, and immediately were just like, Oh my God, like do you make like conspiracy content oh, on YouTube? and like what is what does this mean? And like every time Did they think I get you were, on like YouTube, crazy,
0: like a crazy political conspiracy immediately, conspiracy like I had
1: to like so quickly like walk everyone through so much stuff that they were wrong about based on, you know, these are people who still think, these are people roughly our age who still think YouTube because they just don't use YouTube. Is what it was in two thousand eight, and they're just like, like YouTube is just where there are fail compilations (gasps) and like they don't even allow those
0: on the platform anymore. Right, like
1: really crazy news and like, oh, like last time I was on YouTube, it like suggested me some crazy like Fox News video, and I'm like, well, yeah, you probably hopped on the trending page, and it was like. There are like every then, major news yeah. network represented there. And there's Fox there. News
0: and CNN and The Today <laughs> Show and Jimmy Kimmel and all like yeah, they're all there. And they
1: were like, who even watches YouTube? And I literally and I and I got a little shady at that point. I was like, literally two billion people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: I was like, you are <laughs>
0: yeah, high five.
1: You are not special or like
0: <laughs> you're you not like. Hipster, because you don't watch YouTube or yeah, something like that. It's like
1: that. you're just detached yeah. from reality.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, well, way to defend us, Chris. I I appreciate you not leaving people with the impression that you work for like a conspiracy theorist clickbait <laughs> farm or something like that, despite what the internet accuses us of. You know, we're not 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 too clickbaity or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I can't believe that that that's still a thing. Because also... And it is a
1: thing because YouTube doesn't do anything to say they've changed. Like, if I'm not on YouTube, why wouldn't I know that?
0: Right. Yeah, you have to, to, like, get the message out there. I guess... uh, So on the one hand, it's weird because YouTube's in this, like, funky position because they've already, like, won the war when it comes to what people watch. Like, people already watch YouTube. There's, like, a minority of people who don't watch YouTube or don't at least understand that you can get useful stuff on YouTube. And
1: I met like half of them. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: even my dad and mom like, understand that even if, like, because they don't watch our shows (laughs) but they... Sometimes they watch the live stream. My dad's like, "I sometimes turn on the live stream and then when you start to play video games, I like stop watching because I'm not interested." <laughs> and then, <laughs> but but he still knows like if he needs to look up how to do something or like how to cook something or whatever, he can look it up on YouTube and it'll show him a recipe or it'll show him like how to how to like fix something or whatever. That's a joke. My dad my dad is not a handy guy. He calls <laughs> someone. Um but in theory, it could work like that. Um, I feel like there are just, there's, like, not that much motivation for for YouTube to be, like, you know, let's put out a lot of effort to go after, like, the small minority of people who don't understand that this is a useful platform I'd when agree- they've already, like, won.
1: I'd agree. Because you're right in the sense that they have won, but it's the issue of a, the minority of people, I feel like they haven't won, work for, like the new york
0: times (laughs) they're everyone at the wall street journal all of them (laughs) they
1: really like need to somehow let the people who report to the world know what's happening
0: um so actually maybe that's because we're kind of like bumping up short on time here but maybe that's one of the the ways to like segue toward the end of this uh, today is to actually say, so there was a reporter who, t- who, who um, asked to talk to us at VidCon from the Washington Post um, and asked us specifically what topics they should write about digital video. They were like, okay, this whole YouTube, social That's video, awesome. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all, all that stuff. Like what should people know that they don't Um, and what should I write about? She was like, in the coming months, like what kinds of stories do you think should be out there about digital stars and stuff? And it was because, largely, because we did that video on Game Theory about how YouTube doesn't get positive press and about how YouTubers do like all of this awesome work. They do these incredible charity movements. They like, they represent these communities who have like never had communities before and they don't get any credit for it and we're like hey news media you should cover more of this and so actually um, we've had people since then reach out to us we we actually contribute to articles like in The Wall Street Journal um, in variety in um, like now the Washington Post like pretty frequently um, and sometimes it's like under the radar a little bit but We're like we talk to journalists actually pretty frequently now, and at at VidCon they were basically like tell us tell us everything tell us exactly like what you would like to see in the media about YouTubers, and so we actually got the chance to tell them about like positive stuff that youtubers are doing like how youtubers are entrepreneurs they're business people like how they're growing their businesses it was really awesome that's so really cool youtube's not doing a good job of it but we're out there trying yeah oh, <laughs> <Yee-haw. that's awesome. laughs> um so so that's what that's like a sort of i mean maybe maybe like baby steps maybe it'll actually come from the creator community you know uh, maybe it'll come Educating your friends at parties. (laughs) Uh, What should be our last drop of tea?
1: Uh, We could talk about the Emmy noms, if that is of interest to you. Or your favorite Prime Day purchase so far, or something Uh, of that ilk.
0: I always look, okay, so I'm like the worst Prime Day purchaser ever. So Amazon Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day comes around every year. And I always look through the stuff and I'm always like, oh, maybe I should get this. Maybe I should get this, and I have like a whole list of like maybes that I should get, and I never end up getting any of them. Um, so I didn't get anything at Prime Day this year. But if you guys did, let us know because I'm always curious to see if like if people actually get. Like, I think really it's still deals. Is it still going on? It's two on? days this year. Wait, well, then why isn't it Prime Days?
1: I don't know. I don't
0: make <sighs> the moniker Amazon. That's a little <laughs> bit misleading. I don't know how I feel about that. So you haven't bought anything, did? not Jason, did you buy anything on Prime Day? I did, I did not. Oh my gosh, No, none of us are participating. We have a
1: chance tonight, oh. right after this. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're working.
0: Uh, well, I was, I was going to say, <laughs> why aren't you participating in the materialism of America? <laughs> you call yourself patriots. Um, did anyone? You, <laughs> Amy, did you get oh, anything America on Prime saved. Day? No, no one. Not a thing. Man. I never think to
1: use Amazon until I need something. Like the idea that I would like window shop online. I know. and know. like, hmm. <laughs> Stephanie.
0: What? I mean, theoretically, if you need something, you can be like, yes, I definitely... I like I. I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna do it. But I it takes so much research ahead of time to figure out what I should buy.
1: I just thought of the thing I need. I'm going to buy it tonight. What is Amazon it? Amazon Prime.
0: A hanging pot for a hanging plant. Oh, I have. that's so nice.
1: Because I can't find them when I go to Home Depot. I know they're there, but I'm too shy to ask anyone. So I just like because I need a pot that doesn't have a hole in the bottom. Mm. And that can hang.
0: Asking people for stuff at Home Depot can be intimidating um, because.
1: Because they know manly stuff, and then I yeah. look like a little pipsqueak. Oh, when hey. Asking.
0: But if it makes you feel better, this is a true story. Like practically everyone who works at Home Depot watches our channels. I know this Super because true. every time we go, we have people stop us and ask for pictures or want to talk about like game theory or film theory. They watch. They, they absolutely watch our channels. We have a hardcore following of folks who work at Home Depot. So I just, just, just know if you need to go to Home Depot and you need to ask someone, you're asking a fellow theorist where the ladders are. Or in Chris's case, where the plant pots are.
1: Yeah, or random objects we need for GT Live, and then I'm inevitably asked, "What are you going to use this for?" And then when I start explaining it, then they're like, "Oh my God, you work for MattPat and Stephanie." You, have you actually? had I that actually happen? Have d- had to do that, <laughs> and it's like a little worse because I'm like trying not to be rude. But I'm also like, "Yeah, they're also like waiting, and <laughs> I need to go." <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> That's actually awesome, though. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, uh, okay, so no Amazon Prime deals and. And are you excited about what's coming up with, wait, where are the Emmys and Oscars?
1: that same page that we were on. shoot, shoot. Um, Okay, Emmy
0: nominations, who's up?
1: I'm like low-key excited about some of them. I I noticed that the Ozarks got a lot of noms, and I'm gonna give that show shade without really knowing anything about it. I watched the pilot, and it was the most boring pilot I had ever seen, and I was like, this is clearly supposed to be the new Breaking Bad. Or whatever. Oh, totally. And I can't, like, I it's am so. It's breaking bad bored. from
0: an accountant's point of view, which is weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, I also agree it was, a, it was a totally boring pilot, but I went on to watch two seasons of it. It lost me along the way sometime after that, but. Um, that was, it actually ended up being good for at least a couple seasons. I'm most excited about Marvelous Miss Maisel. I love that show. I, I think really it's want
1: the most for that awesome. show. Awesome.
0: I was also, at, like, I heard that Russian Doll also got nominated. Have you
1: watched that yet? I have. Oh, I love it.
0: It's really good. So, there's lots of good, like, digital TV to watch. If you have Amazon, or if you have Hulu, or if you have, like, HBO, all of those have, like, something interesting to watch. So... Go look up like what got nominated and, and like see if there's anything that floats your boat, because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, OK, cool dude. I think that's about where we have to wrap Is it up. We the are last drop? out of time. Oh. That's the last drop. So how was your first tea time?
1: It was awesome. Really? I've never been on this side of the wall before. And it's nice to be here. <laughs>
0: You don't feel like shut out of of the of the GT Live world anymore. A little
1: bit. I well, I've now I feel shut out from the TriCaster. Do you, I've been do you like, miss the TriCaster? I miss the TriCaster. I miss its hum, <gasps> its vague threats of. It's not a working. <laughs> uh,
0: we, Jason was having trouble getting the TriCaster working before the stream started, and I was like, oh man, Chris, it knows your touch. It only responds <laughs> to you now. You guys have bonded. Um, so we'll let Chris get back to the TriCaster, but we will be back Thursday, probably for a little group game. We may even have a game that uh, the audience can play along with, so you guys can uh, maybe like hop into a game to play with us. It's going to be really fun. Um, so we'll be back Thursday. And, oh man, I guess it's up to me to do the sign-off. Again, Matthew is in New York. He will be back with us, hopefully Friday, but if not then, um, as, soon as, as soon as things are back and settled. So, in the meantime, I'll be manning the ship this week. Chris, Jason, Amy will all be joining in. It'll be really fun. And until Thursday, that's just a stream. A stream full of tea. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Ooh.
1: Is it cold? Probably a little cold. Yeah, it's definitely
0: cold now. Mm.